0: mountain hi joni hi listeners hi people welcome back Yay. welcome back to the catholic traveler podcast i know we say this every week now but this week especially it seemed like a long time since i've talked to you last yep so it's it a does, lot's happened a lot has happened your parents are here Yay, well, my not parents. here there
1: oh yeah they're not they're not here in the room with me
0: no but and they're not here where I am. No. But, oh yeah. They're definitely not in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh yeah, my parents flew in. They got here Monday. It was a little drama in getting here because they were one of the first people once Italy opened up for tourism, it's been like a, a week since they reopened for tourism. But I guess most people that had their flights booked. They were still traveling for essential reasons like work or school and so when my parents got to the airport, the the people were making them fill out all the paperwork for essential travel, like, you're going to have to quarantine, you have to show us where you're going to quarantine, we have to have the license plate number of the driver picking you up at the airport. And they're like, why That's do we easy. have to fill all this out? We're just going to stay with our kid. And like, oh, you can't do that. And so it was like almost midnight Rome time when I realized they are actually getting on the plane because there was so much drama leading up to that it took them four hours to like fill out all the paperwork that they didn't have to fill out and get sent from person to person and get tested and because they have to get tested at the airport too and then um the last step the guy was like really rude to them he was like where's this form and they said we don't know anything about this form they're like oh you were supposed to fill out this form they should have told you when you checked in if you don't have it it's going to take you four hours when you land in rome and so like my parents are just like devastated thinking they weren't going to make it. But they did. They got here, they landed. The Rome side, funnily enough, was completely flawless. Like they got off the plane, everybody was, you know, speaking English, say you need to go here, you need to do this. There was nothing they needed to check, they didn't check like their negative tests because that's already done by the airline, I guess. They had to be tested at the airport when they landed. That just took a couple minutes and they were out. So Rome was very organized. Atlanta was a mess.
0: It's almost like Atlanta didn't get all the information. Like they weren't paying right. attention or something. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Like
1: eventually, my parents, there was one person that found them that worked for Delta that was like, oh, you don't need to do this. I don't know why they told you to do that because you're going for this reason. It's open up. And, but yeah, they're here. So the first time I saw them in 457 days. And I know it sounds a little dramatic, but like at the beginning of the pandemic, there were times when I thought like I would never see them again. So that yeah. was kind of traumatic. Um, I mean, they were never sick, but just all the the fear that was coming out the with everything unknown. that was unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I would be talking to my mom would cough and I'd be like, oh, this is it. It would just be like a normal, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's dying. So,
0: yeah. It was, it's easy to look back at the last year and be like, wow, we kind of overreacted. But in the middle of it, you have no idea when you're going to see your parents again. Right. It makes me so happy to see you all together.
1: Yeah. And then at the airport, they didn't know I was picking them up. Um, I told them that I was sending my driver and my mom said, are you coming to get us? I said, well, I need to do some things to get ready for you. And she was like, oh, okay. And I said, also the airport, there's all these um, like rules and stuff, which is true. But I went anyway. And so we kind of surprised them. But it was funny, they I was asking them for updates along the way because of the way it all started in Atlanta. And I was like, Did you get the test back? They're like, yeah, we got the test. Next is passport control. And so then, you know, 20 minutes goes by. I was like, Did you get through passport yet? No answer. Did you get your luggage? No answer. And then I look up and they're like, I don't know, 40 feet away from me, waiting to get coffee. <laughs> like they'd already come out. And they're like, oh, they didn't know that we were there, so they were just kind of taking their time. And yeah. so we snuck up on them, and my mom screamed. She thought I was, like, attacking her or something. She just saw some guy in, I, yeah. in black wearing a mask, like, running
0: Running at her? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd scream. It was pretty funny.
1: And then I found out that we weren't even supposed to be in there. Like, oh. We were only supposed to be outside the airport. But oh. my driver, he had to drop us off in departures – And then he goes to park because he couldn't drop us off at arrivals. Um, So he dropped us off at departures. So we went in through that door. And as we were going in, they were checking tickets. But the lady, when she asked to see our ticket, I said, "Um, we're looking for arrivals. And she said, oh, you just go down there. And so like they didn't check our ticket to go in. And then we ended up in arrivals. There was nobody down there. Even like the drivers, they have to stand outside with the little signs.
0: Wow. And
1: so, yeah, we were somewhere we weren't supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and you didn't even know it. You just... I
1: didn't realize it until after the fact. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so it's been great. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. It's been fun. Good. And then we took my parents to the audience yesterday, the papal audience, and my dad brought one of his CDs, the Holy Land Project, and he was able to give it to the Pope, and I was impressed with how, I mean, it was just a few seconds, but how like much attention the Pope gave him. He like looked yeah. at the CD. He flipped it over. He read through the back, like the song titles, and then he looked at it again, like the front. And then he asked him in Italian. He said, "Is this for me?" And my dad said, "Yes." My dad spoke to him in Italian. My dad doesn't speak Italian. He just like studied up a few phrases before. That's awesome. And then the Pope said, "Thank you" in English. He said, "Thank you," and then he handed it to his person. And he looked at my dad again. He said, "Thank you very much," all in wow. English. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah. He was there a long time. Like I watched, you know, watch the footage of, and I could see your family and, you know, he spent a long time with each person and Mm -hmm. you got to kind of take it all in and you were really close to him for a while. And it was really, it was really beautiful to see how much time he took with each person.
1: Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool too, because there was a, a couple there with a kid who found out about the audience because they followed me on Instagram. And so they ran into me in line and I told them where to sit. And so they ended up sitting right beside us. And so the Pope stopped and talked to their kid. Their kid made the Pope a card um, with a unicorn on it. And then the next person was uh, this bride and groom that my mom let stand in her place because they don't have the bride and groom section right now. Uh. Um, And so he stopped and talked to them and then he talked to my dad. And then the next person was this artist friend of mine That brought, oh, she's not the artist her father is, but she brought a painting that her father made, and she gave it to the Pope. And so he talked to her for a little while. And then the next person was another friend of mine, who I haven't seen in a year. Um, She lives here, but she's been, she lives in Trastevere, so we don't really, our paths don't cross that often, usually just at papal events. Um, And so then she had him sign um, a Pope Francis book, and then also a prayer card for her mom, and then it was me. I didn't say anything. But he looked at me. And I think I told you this. He, when he looked at me, he gave me that look like he recognized me.
0: And he might have. Maybe he, he did. I don't know.
1: But it was yeah. I mean, he sees me it's a lot, really nice. but but He sees like, a lot of people a lot. Yeah, he sees a lot of people a lot. But he, I I kind of felt like he gave me like a look. So, that was like neat. It. it was a good day.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Exciting.
1: Very exciting. So what about you? What's going on with your stuff?
0: So I am getting a new car. For those of you who didn't listen last week, um, I was involved in a car accident. And for a while, up until even just a few days ago, um, it looked like they were going to be able to fix the car. It was going to be fine. It really doesn't look like there's that much damage to it. But I found out one morning I called and they said, oh, it's been a total loss. Um, So looks like i'm getting a new car um which is funny how attached Mm. i mean it was funny because the gospel had just been on like detachment the day i found out um but it's funny how how attached you get to some things even materially that don't really matter but like little things about the car i'm really gonna miss but anyway it it served me well for five years um it saved your life maybe It saved my life because I also found out from the police report that the person who hit me was actually, um, got a DUI. She got arrested. So I didn't know that that night. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't find it from the police report. I actually had to go pick up the police report in person because she had gotten arrested. It wasn't online. So, um, so just a lot of emotional things to kind of sort out. And that's where I am. So new car coming later. Once I haggle with the guys, um, (laughs) You know, I hate that part, yeah. but that's what you do. And yeah, so that's, you know, you just move forward. But a lot of emotion. Like one day I just like burst into tears. Mm. Like what's wrong with me? And then I realized I've kind of been in shock over a lot of it. Yeah. So just kind of processing everything. So, but it's good all things considered.
1: You've had a few tough days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we just keep walking forward. So, mm. but yeah. Yeah. So so we're going to so talk yeah.
1: about something today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just chat. <laughs> it's the chit-chat um, episode. Well, we have some like Rome feast days kind of the la- this week and yesterday was the feast of Saint Philip Neri, who is considered the second apostle of Rome.
1: Who's the first apostle of Rome?
0: So, as soon as I said that, I thought, "You know, are we counting Peter or Paul?" I'm guessing Peter, but Paul. I think maybe Philip Neary should be like the third apostle. Of yeah,
1: Rome. maybe they count as one. They have the same feast day, Peter
0: and yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. So I think Philip Neri is the third apostle of Rome.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff he did in Rome, but today we were specifically going to talk about the seven pilgrim churches, that little pilgrimage walk that he would do.
0: Yeah. Um, because we've talked about all almost all the churches, in, almost all the churches, all but one. I think. Yeah. All but one, yeah, and we've kind of mentioned them, um, you know, what early on in the podcast. We were talking about basilicas, and I said something dumb like, "There's four major basilicas and three minor," and I still regret saying that because that's false. Um, but part of it came out of this idea in my head that there's kind of like seven major churches, um, these seven pilgrim churches, but they're not like the three minor basilicas that are included with the four major in the seven pilgrim churches are are not, you know that special they've just been put out i mean they are special but all the yeah. churches in Rome are special. <laughs> they've been picked by philip Neri to make these kind of seven churches that you could go on pilgrimage for because there's a lot of churches in rome and how do you narrow it down but he um he narrowed it down to kind of these seven that you would go on pilgrimage to
1: yeah so we like you said we've talked about six of the seven um so we're not going to go into detail about them we're just going to kind of talk about what he would do because it's really cool and it's it's something I do uh, as part of a day pilgrimage, where we visit the seven pilgrim churches, kind of in the philo- uh, in the spirit of Saint Philip Neri. Um, but we take a car; we don't walk.
0: <laughs> Some people do walk, but the I think the av- like if you're just in Rome for a few days, and you're facing the idea of either walking to seven churches, or you're probably going to do something else. Right. So it, it's nice that you give people the opportunity to visit these seven churches, even if they can't take a whole day to walk to them.
1: Yeah. When we do it by car, it takes about five or six hours. So I imagine on foot, it's a full day. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the churches, uh, I guess I'll list them off. He would always start at St. Peter's, and then they would go to St. Paul Outside the Walls, St. John Lateran, St. Mary Major, uh, St. Lawrence Outside the Walls, uh, Santa Croce, and St. Sebastian. Actually, that wasn't in order, now that I think about it, because you wouldn't go to St. Sebastian last and then, no, but that's okay. That's why yeah.
0: they're listed on Wikipedia.
1: And then along, <laughs> <a> oh. <laughs> yeah. So it was probably St. Peter, St. Paul outside the walls. Then St. Sebastian. Then a break for lunch. They would always yes, take a break for were, lunch. Um, uh, yeah, right by uh, the Church of the Round Church, San Stefano San Rotondo. Stefano. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Saints John and Paul. So there's a little park over there and they would break there for lunch and they would continue on probably to Santa Croce then St Lawrence and then St Mary Major
0: the family that owned that land um Matei, i don't know how to say italian um they owned the land Mattei, Mattei, matte baby matte <laughs> As we're butchering this, um, you can just edit all of this out. Um, the family that owned that land and like the villa there would let them, would open it up and have like, let them come have lunch. And so now it's kind of the Chalian Hill area, but, um, but it's, it's fun to, cause that was all part of it. So the idea was that you're going on this pilgrimage with friends and, it's not just a penitential pilgrimage. Obviously, if you're walking, there's penance there. but this the idea of like this group activity where you're singing songs at lunch, there would be kind of performances with musicians and you're you're walking kind of in the spirit of brotherhood and fraternity, and there's joy in in walking this together, just like there's joy in walking the pilgrimage of life together.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of students here that do that I think like at the angelicum.
0: The mm-hmm. younger people yeah. like
1: to, to walk to the churches, and they make it fun. It's not all penitential, yeah. yeah, which is kind of what you would think a walking pilgrimage would be. And But back then, he would actually preach at all the churches. So imagine how cool that would have been.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, and just to say something about Philip. So, he really did. He lived in the, um, you know, kind of at the time where there was there was a lot of abuse in Rome. The church was kind of undergoing this reformation. Um, so, we're looking at like the 16th century. And he lived at a time where we needed to be preached to and we needed to be reminded of the gospel. Um, but he wasn't all like fire and brimstone. He was actually really Fun and humble and humorous, and that's what he's kind of known for. Is is okay? How do we live the gospel life in this ordinary life in in our daily life? And we're not all just like walking around in sackcloth and ashes. Although he did a lot of penance and he preached penance, um, but it's also like how do we not take ourselves too seriously? And and he, in his religious conversion, he really um, he wasn't even a priest at first. He was just you know kind of living in community and preaching. Um, eventually, he was ordained a priest and he founded the oratory to kind of be this brotherhood of of community, realizing that we can't actually do the Christian life alone. We need others. And so the Pilgrim Church walk kind of came out of this idea that we need community and we need other people. Um, Don't take yourself too seriously. Pursue Christ, but it's not all fire and brimstone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, you've been to all the seven churches, but in... What Was it like 2000? John Paul II changed the to one here. of them, yeah, yeah. So he kicked Saint Sebastian out and replaced it with uh translations Our Lady of Divine Love, Santa Maria Divino Amore.
0: Have you ever been out there? No, oh, okay, have you? It's, it's, I have not, but friends of mine did the seven church walk, um, and with they actually, one? there's actually a big pilgrimage yeah they added that one when they did it and there's actually just a big pilgrimage out to that um, um is it once a month maybe people just walk out to that because overnight it's, it's it's a long way from rome yeah. which makes it hard to do with the seven pilgrim churches because you're already like talking about half a day just to walk out to our lady of divine love um so there's kind of a pilgrimage to our lady of divine love there's also a pilgrimage of the seven churches so it's interesting that jp2 put them together
1: yeah i don't know why you did that
0: I don't know why either. I guess what's because, wrong with Saint Sebastian?
1: I don't know. Maybe because cars exist, so now you can just drive to the mall. I don't know, but I don't know anyone that does that one when they're doing the Seven Church Walk.
0: Most people still do San Sebastino. Yeah,
1: but there is what you're. Well,
0: say I was going to say it doesn't make sense to kick out San Sebastino because that's where Philip Mary's heart is. Like that's where, it, maybe it's not his heart, but so Philip Neri was praying in the catacombs of St. Sebastian, um, and you can still go down to the chapel where this happened, where in his heart enlarged because he was so in love with Christ. Mm-hmm. And so maybe his heart itself isn't there. I shouldn't have said that. But, um, but the idea that like this was, this church actually had a huge impact on him and he had this profound spiritual moment. It's interesting that you would get rid of that one.
1: Did he have something against St. Philip Neri?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A little Vendetta or against him? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, you were mentioning there's a pilgrimage walk just to this church, and that's something that I've wanted to do. Uh, I just have never done it, but it's overnight. It, they start in Circus Maximus, and it's like a candlelight procession, and I think it is either once a month or once a week. I don't know about now if they're still doing it or what, but you end at the church in the morning and you celebrate, you have the mass um, when you get there, like a sunrise mass or something. So maybe sun someday I'll do that, but I like to sleep at night. So I don't do a lot of overnight things. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You have to prep Prep for it.
1: Sleep all day.
0: Yes, I'm finding that his heart is not, I made that up, his heart is not in the catacombs, but it, it was at that place that his heart enlarged, and it yeah. cracked two of his ribs.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't think his heart was there, but I wasn't going to say um, anything in case you were right.
0: Yeah, I just say these things on the podcast. Um, But, so, you you could add the Sanctuary of Divine Love, or you could go to St. Sebastian's, and St. Sebastian is the church that we haven't talked a lot about, Um, but it's basically at the catacombs. And, um, there's, we've talked a lot about the restaurant across the street.
1: Yeah. Cecilia Metella. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's the, uh, on the Appian way, there's several catacombs. There's the more famous is San Callisto. That's where St. Cecilia was buried and some popes. And then just a little further down, it's even, I mean, it's almost on the same property really are the catacombs of St. Sebastian. And that's where St. Sebastian is buried. We've talked about him in our station churches. We've talked about him a few times. Um, but his tomb is here, and also they have uh, one of the arrows that pierced his side, or I don't know well, I don't know where it hit him hit him somewhere somewhere. Um, you usually see them on his side. and then uh, they also have part of the pillar that he was tied to. and then they also have uh, the footprints of Christ. so we did we talk about that at some point when? Yeah, we did. We think... talked about it uh, when we were talking about San Sisto, I think, how oh because when Peter yes, walked by yes. there, he lost a bandage. And so they yeah. built a church, the like, oh, the, yeah, the foot bandage church. And then but we've is...
0: never really told the story of Covati. So oh, Maybe ahead. that's another episode.
1: Well, I mean, we're already here. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So there is a church alongside the Appian Way, the Church of, of Quovadis, where um where the tradition is that Peter was leaving the city because things were getting bad. And, um, I mean, in his defense, he probably thought, you know what, if I stay here, I'm going to be killed. Maybe he was fleeing pain and suffering and sacrifice, or maybe he was thinking, you know, my work isn't done. I need to go seek some refuge and write some more letters. Who knows? But he was leaving the city, and he had a vision of Christ, coming towards him. And he said, um, quavati stomini, where are you going, Lord? And Jesus says, I'm going back to Rome to be, to be crucified a second time. Basically like, hey, Peter, you know, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. And so Peter got the hint, and Peter turned around, went back to Rome, and was martyred, as we've talked about. So there are, in that church, there are um, imprints in stone of Christ's feet, saying that this is where Christ was when he met Peter. But they are Copies and the real ones are in San Sebastiano. Right, is that correct? San Sebastian.
1: Yeah, yeah, because not a lot San of people San go. No, nope, not a lot of people go to the Quirvadas Church, which is right at the entrance of the San Clisto catacombs. Um, that's where like your tour bus or your car would pull up the driveway. Um, but it's a tiny church. So not a lot of people go, but a lot more people go to Saint Sebastian, and so they move the footprints there.
0: So. So there's it's pretty, a pretty lot out there.
1: Pretty church, beautiful ceiling. It's all wooden, and there's all kinds of like there's a st- not a statue. It's like a wooden what would that be? An image of Saint Sebastian. It's not a statue, like a wooden
0: statue. There's <laughs> a huge, awesome marble statue by Bernini underneath the altar. Oh, yeah. that
1: that that's not by Bernini. Uh, Bernini has that's not by Bernini. That's
0: a uh, yeah. No, they it have look, like it looks like it could be from Bur- by Bernini. Yeah, but it's not.
1: On the ceiling, they have a wooden St. Sebastian, like just oh. mounted up there.
0: I don't remember that.
1: Oh, you didn't look you clearly up. clearly
0: need to go back.
1: You have to yeah. go and then go have And they some-
0: believe that it's possible at some point... Peter and Paul's remains were at these catacombs for a time. Um, right. You know, they might not have are always been, they might've been removed from their place, you know, from their places under Peter and Paul and kept it safely in the catacombs where more people could kind of keep an eye on them and then return to Peter and Paul. We don't, we don't really know, but there's a possibility that they were mm-hmm. there at some point.
1: Yeah. That's what so. the marble plaque out says, outside says.
0: So they claim it. They claim it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, of the seven churches, that's the church we have not spoken about before. And now we have. Yes. So. So. Yeah.
1: In summary, when you come to Rome, do the seven pilgrim churches, but do the original ones. Yeah. Not the, not the modern version.
0: Yeah. I would like to go out to that place sometime.
1: Yeah, I would too. I hear it's very pretty.
0: Yeah. But if you're going to walk in the footsteps of Philip Neary, walk in the footsteps of Philip Neary. Yeah. So, But I, I really love, just to kind of go back to why the seven pilgrim churches, I really love this idea that um, all pilgrimages kind of mimic our life, because our life is a pilgrimage. Um, the first time pilgrimage was used in a Christian connotation was actually by Augustine referring to our life. And so I have a great talk, actually, that I give called Life is a Pilgrimage. But um, but this idea that our whole life is a pilgrimage, but um, in that same vein, these seven self- pilgrimages Pilgrim churches were meant to be done together in community, um, with pain and sorrow, but also with joy. And so I think it's such a beautiful reminder to us that we weren't meant to live the Christian life alone and that we have friends and we have family and we have comrades kind of in this pilgrimage. Um, and so we're meant to laugh and sing songs and, you know, be with each other in the good times and the bad. So I, I really love how the seven pilgrim churches mimic our Christian journey too.
1: Yeah. Very good, Joni. So. That's a good Thanks. wrap up.
0: Excellent. Well, good. Well, it was good to talk to you, Mountain.
1: It was good to talk to you and the people.
0: And the people. It's hard yeah. to remember I'm talking to the people because I don't see the people, but I'm talking to you, people.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: But so yeah, we're someday we'll go on a pilgrimage with listeners, and then we will get to see the people when we're talking. When's that going to be? This, someday. Fall? <laughs> <Someday>. <laughs> this fall. Someday.
1: This fall. Someday.
0: Well, now I'm getting nervous. Your parents had a hard time getting no, no, over no. now. I'm like, maybe no. I don't want to get over. They I'm were. I'm just kidding.
1: First.
0: That's right. They were the first Americans. Well, they
1: weren't the first. Father Michael Earthman was on the same flight a day yes. earlier.
0: Listener and friend of the show, Father yeah, Michael. Yeah. So he's Earthman. here
1: in Rome. I haven't seen him yet, but he's here somewhere.
0: So, he is. And we all need to pray for him because he's defending his dissertation. That's right. Um, I believe on June 3rd. So everyone keep Father Earthman in your prayers.
1: Yeah. At Santa Croce. Yeah. Not
0: Deciding the church. times. Yeah. So maybe he could be our chaplain on our podcast pilgrimage since he's a friend of the show.
1: I'll ask him. This
0: will be a test to see if we'll he see actually if he listens, listens to the show. The <laughs> hopefully, he's,
1: hopefully he's not listening right now.
0: He's he should studying. be like
1: out enjoying Rome.
0: Oh, right, right. Not studying, because he spent his life writing this thing. He doesn't need to.
1: Not listening to podcasts.
0: He could listen to us while he's walking around Rome.
1: No, when you're walking around Rome, you need to hear the sounds of Rome.
0: That's true. I was actually going to say, if we couldn't record this week, I was going to tell you just to go find him and have him on the show instead of me. Oh. Wouldn't that be fun?
1: Yeah. Have him do the intro.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's probably listened to the show, like, once, and we're acting like he's, you know. we'll find out yeah so anyway well it was great to talk to you all listeners and look forward to talking to you again next week yep
1: i'm gonna go enjoy my parents have fun yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna
0: good thanks everybody bye everyone ciao ciao
1: bye